הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים אמיתים שדרנו לכל הצדיקים אמיתים שוכני הפרה קדוש מה שבארץ המה או מבחן רבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם נחן ובקורחו חמר רבנו נפגמת שמחה נא נח נח מנחמן ומאומן זוכותו תגן עלינו והכל ישראל אמן So ברוך השם We continue with what we were discussing yesterday in Siman Samech of Sichot Ha'an Lesson 60 we started with the with the dangers Rabbeinu speaks about When a person goes into building, construction, a person has to be careful um, to lay proper foundations. Rabbeinu also has a few Torah in uh, Likut al-Moran that discuss this, how to protect yourself from this. That it's in the Gemara, a person who engages in building, mit masken, he becomes poor. And uh, Rabbeinu says mit masken also comes from the word sakana, which means danger. Essentially, you put yourself in harm's way and there's not a person who can build without um, coming out completely clean. Rabbeinu gives us advice on how to do this properly. But we continue to a different subject that also is connected to this in a different fashion. The reason why there are different, uh, what do you call it? Why certain fruits don't grow in certain countries is because of this reason as well. The reason that we mentioned above. That a person has to understand the time when, when to place a foundation of a certain building, from which tree, etc. All these things are connected, Rabbeinu says, with this idea right now, which we're going to discuss, which is why certain fruits grow in certain countries and why we can't plant certain fruits in these countries or whatever it is. Meaning there are certain fruits that can't grow in this country here. Rabbeinu is speaking about Eastern Europe and Ukraine. And the reason for this is because we do not understand the subject that we mentioned above. Timing, specifically. Because the foundation stone, which is, which is what founded the world, as we know. Look in the Gemara Yoma, page 53b and 54b as well. It mentions this foundation stone, which is where Hashem Bach started the entire world. <clears throat> and from that foundation stone, stone emerges channels, sinews even, to, to the rest of the earth, to all the lands, to all the continents. And Shlomo Amelech, upon him be peace, who was a very wise person and who knew all these channels, Specifically, he knew all the details of these channels. As it says in the Midrash, chapter 2, it mentions over there that Shlomo Amelech had the wisdom to understand how to plant every single fruit um, in the country. He was able to plant in Yerushalayim or in Israel the fruit of every, any single fruit he wanted to. Essentially, Mushlomo Melech had such wisdom that he was able to understand all these channels and these channels are responsible for the planting of certain trees. Mushlomo Melech understood how all this worked and he was a master at this. He was able to plant all the fruits that he wanted to in a specific area. Even though that area wasn't designed for that fruit according to the, the natural laws of, uh, or the, the nature of the world, right? Rabbeinu says, in our countries too, If we knew the, uh, the path, the location of all these uh, channels in good precision, 
We would also be able to plant these fruits that don't normally grow here. Because Rabbeinu says, even though it's true that this channel, which goes throughout the country, isn't, doesn't stimulate a particular fruit. For example, let's say uh, the, the soil or the channels that, that run under California can only grow uh, certain fruits, maybe almonds, maybe things like this. But it can't grow, for example, oranges. I'm giving an example, random example. It doesn't naturally stimulate uh, maybe certain fruits, like a mango steen or random fruit from, uh, from Asia, whatever it might be. Nonetheless, even though it doesn't stimulate a particular fruit, with all that being said, all these channels truthfully intertwine and they join themselves together. And therefore, we also see, Rabbeinu says, that it's possible that in these countries too, if we were to know these channels and how they operate together, <clears throat> it would be possible that if we move farther out, where those channels maybe possibly meet, we'd be able to plant other fruits that don't normally grow here. Those fruits that only grow in Asia, for example, could be planted here in California because we understand the way these channels work. Truth is also, if we were to dig... Um, a well on any side or in its proper place if we were to understand where to dig we would also be able to uh, plant far from the place where these fruit normally grow um, the fruit that we want to grow there essentially you'd be able to plant fruits that aren't normal to that region one also needs to understand the ascent and the descent of this foundation stone which Yes, it does rise and fall. And understanding the descent and the ascent, a person would need to know the time in which the stone, the foundation stone, is rising or perhaps falling, whatever level it might be at, at that time. And according to the foundation stone, whatever level it's at at that time period, in whatever time it is, um, a person would be able to understand how to conduct this planting, what we talked about above, according to the rising and the falling of that foundation stone. And whenever time it's up or whenever time it's down, um, that would determine this planting, this wisdom that we discussed above. But all of this has been concealed and hidden from the world. Because there are things which are forbidden to reveal. Rabban was saying these things are secrets of the world that Hashem Bach cannot necessarily reveal. Only very, very few people understand this. Specifically, Shlomo Amelach understood this. The idea is like this. The world says that every single generation, perhaps, the more time goes by, the world gets smarter. But Rabban said it's the exact opposite. It's contradictory to that. In fact, it's actually the previous generations, the earlier generations, which were certainly smarter than us. They were the ones who revealed the essence of the wisdom which we got to, to which we arrived at today. We'll explain what that means. But because these previous generations were the ones that prepared everything, therefore the later generations were the ones that get to an, a higher wisdom. They arrive at a higher understanding. 
כי הדורות האחרונים הם באו אל המוכן. כי כבר מוכן החוכמה מהדורות הקודמים שקיבלו את החוכמה. Because the later generations, they arrive already which was a, that which has been prepared for them. Which has been prepared by the previous generations. When they were revealing the essence of that wisdom, the foundation of that wisdom. So for example, someone reveals a certain equation. And from that equation, there are different understandings from that. That a person might come to. The person who revealed the equation is obviously much greater than the person who, from that equation, came out to certain principles. Because without the equation, he would get to nothing. So the same is true of this. The previous generation, they laid out the foundations of the wisdom. Later, we built from those foundations different things, different technology that might have resulted from that. But the truth is, the earlier generations were the wiser. Because they already prepared the wisdom from beforehand. Therefore, the later generations, they add a little bit and they become wiser. If you didn't remove the clay, you wouldn't have found a jewel underneath it. What does that mean? Essentially, the person who removed the clay, which is the previous generation, who understood that there was something there, is what laid the, what laid the opportunity for the later generation to come find the jewel. And therefore, The truth is, yes, even though that the previous generation didn't affect anything, that he didn't get to anything because he didn't find the jewel, which is the main thing. Nonetheless, the, the first one is the main thing because he's the one who removed the clay. He's the one who uncovered and revealed that foundation. And this is the essence of the wisdom, the foundation of the wisdom, which allow the second person to easily come through that wisdom to the purpose, which is to find the jewel. And therefore, there are things which are forbidden to reveal. Because what? If the previous generations revealed something, the later generations could easily come from that invention, of that wisdom of the first generations, to a foreign service, almost like an avodazara, an idol worship, a heresy. Essentially what Rabban was telling us is that within that subject, there are many things, many different ideas that are needed to do this. What does that mean? If a person were to reveal that wisdom in this world, and they were to know all the ideas of that wisdom, all the nuances of it, um, that a person needs to do to accomplish that thing, that wisdom. What, hap- what would happen? They would be able, the later generations would be able to come from that initial wisdom, that initial revelation. They would be able to get from that, those ideas, heretical thoughts, heretical ideas, get to uh, acts that might go against the Torah. Because we said above the principles, one, what's the main thing? That the later generations always add wisdom, right? They're always building on top of the foundation. Sometimes, 
the later generations, they are mistaken. And they add wisdoms that actually go upon the first wisdom, but the, wisdom in, the wisdoms in which they add are actually false from the beginning. They're rotten. Alken, if the first generations were to reveal something, some subject, and the later generations were to always constantly add upon it with their wisdom, the later generations could be mistaken with their wisdom if they were to add something on it, which means that the foundation wisdom has to be protected. You cannot just reveal anything you want because from what you reveal, it can lead into bad things. For example, uh, the, the releasing of certain ideas, let's say the nuclear, uh, the, um, the, the nuclear bomb, for example, right? That person who revealed it, the science behind this idea, who brought it to light, um, revealed something that perhaps later could be used for detriment. It could be used for terrible things. Meaning some things are not allowed to be revealed because later it can bring... Tremendous damage. Specifically, we're talking about in the heretical sense. Um, the nuclear example was a, the nuclear bomb example was just an example to show what can happen after that. That detriment can happen afterwards. You know, if you continue to try to build on that wisdom, you can create bigger bombs and destroy the entire world. Build something that can literally destroy everything. The main thing is what that a person has to be reveal, has to be careful what he reveals especially the previous generations they weren't allowed to reveal everything because what from their revelations could <laughs> mistaken wisdoms can fall out from there and it can lead to bad things because from those hidden concepts which weren't supposed to be revealed certain things can lead out from there can come out from there that uh, might lead into avodazara uh, idol worship because according to their false wisdom, these later generations can come and say that this is the way it needs to be. To promote these heretical acts and these heretical ideas. God forbid. We also say, with regard to the subject of Ola, Ola represents the mitzvah that we cannot eat from a fruit tree for three years, the first three years as it's growing. The first three years, we cannot eat from a tree. Why? Because th- those first three years correspond to the foreskin. It's like an idea, it's a kripa, it's a husk that we cannot engage in until um, after those three years pass, we are able to um, to eat the, the fruit because that husk has been removed. Because it's brought the Zohar Kadosh in Shemot, Sefer Shemot, page uh, 244b. We see that those three first years of the tree, there's a husk that rests above the tree. There's a there's like a shell. And those previous generations, what happened? Essentially, is when they when they heard this inyan of this klipa, this orla around the tree, they would serve the tree as an idol during the first three years. Why? Because they said that during the time of these first three years. Of the tree, um, there is a kripa, there is a husk that remains over it, and that husk is an avodazara that we need to serve. Because from what they knew, the idea of planting a tree and the fact that once they plant a tree, they cannot use it for three years. 
it, they thought to them that the first three years, because you can't do anything with it, it would require an avodah to make the tree useful during those three uh, first years. So what they do? Through their false wisdom and their sophistication, they got to the point where, God forbid, they fell into heresy and avodah idol worship, and they served the tree for the first three years. Why? Because they believed that the first three years were a klipa, and they believed that that klipa needed serving. And they thought it was a simple idea. They thought this was simple. This was clear. According to what they were mistaken in with regard to the wisdom. Therefore, Rabbeinu said it's forbidden to reveal certain things like this because we can see what can happen from there. Um, if a person takes their wisdom too far and God forbid from that initial and foundational wisdom, which could be fine, totally fine. Nonetheless, some things cannot be revealed because some things can lead into great uh, heresy, God forbid. May we be protected from such things.